Welcome to Pick the Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. Welcome to the Biggest Winners Contest. This is David Hochberg, your host. I am happy to be here with a credit enhancement expert, my credit enhancement expert, the gentleman who has taught me everything that I know about credit. Uh, I met Gary over 17 years ago, and uh, he was working at a credit reporting agency, and now he's off on his own as a consultant. Uh, Gary Novell, how are you, my friend? Good morning, everybody. David, I'm fine, thank you. Um, yeah, we go back a long way when you think about that, don't we? Yeah, well, and we were both 20 at the time, so we were uh, still young men. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, so if people want to reach you, Gary, give out that phone number real quick. 630-624-9557. And there's no question that's too stupid because every question that ask is somebody asks to me, it's always an important question. So if you have any issues or any credit issues or your scores, 630 630- Gary's the best. Okay, so now let's talk about people who have shallow credit. You know, and we're going to do another podcast after this for credit challenge people that have gone through the credit tsunami, bankruptcies, judgments, foreclosures, uh, divorce, death, horrific things in their lives that have caused them to have credit challenges. But the first podcast that we're doing today is going to be people with shallow credit that don't have a lot of credit that only have one credit card, people that are living in a cave and don't believe in credit cards and are, are, are living off of debit cards and don't have any credit history because they, for some reason, think that their debit card is, is reporting on their credit reports, which is false. So let's talk about those folks. Let's talk to the parents out there, Gary, who's, um, whose kids are 16 and 18, and they want to start building a credit history for them. So let's talk about the 16 to 18-year-olds. How old do you have to be to take out a credit card? You have to be 18 years old to have a credit card under your own name, but you can be added onto your parents' credit card as an authorized user when you're 16. So you could start, you could start building a credit history for somebody, one of your kids, nephews, nieces, whoever, if you want to help them out, starting at 16. Right. You could start by adding them on to an authorized user. It's one or two of their credit cards. And then as the parents handle and manage that credit card over the next year, two years, by the time that the kid gets to be 18 years old, he can go out and apply for credit under his own name. He's going to have good accounts on his credit report for a couple of years. He's going to have a good credit score. Good foundation. Because hopefully he's not going to have any collections or judgments or any bad accounts on his report. Right. So if he just has one or two authorized user accounts, somebody pulls his credit report, his scores, even though he's just turned 18, his scores are going to be in the high 600s, low 700s, and then he can start getting credit under his own name and establishing his own um, credit file with the credit bureau. The only caveat is is that if you have a child who is, you know, perfectly fine, hasn't had any damage because they're 16, no history, and you're a credit bust out, you don't want to put your kid, you know, you know, your child on your credit if you're a disaster. Okay. Right. I mean, obviously. Right. If, you, if you get added onto a bad account, well, you don't want to have that bad account show up on the kid's credit report. That's right. like shooting yourself in the foot. Right. That's a kick in the teeth. Okay. So start out as young as 16. If you trust the kid, now, does the kid... Does the child that you're doing an authorized user get a credit card, or are they just on there as a piggyback ride? Well, I always tell people, David, that when they do, when they add somebody on as an authorized user, and that you're right, you use the correct term, 
this is what they call piggybacking on the parent's good credit history. Now, I always tell people, you know, I sometimes tell 50-year-old people to get added on as an authorized user on other cards to help them out, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But once you get added on as an authorized user, the primary person will get a credit card with the other person's name on it for them to give to them for them to use. I always tell people, just rip the credit card up. Shred it. You don't have to give because that other person doesn't want to use your credit. They just want to piggyback on your good, good credit history on their credit report to help boost their credit scores. Right. So now that you're 18, you're out there, you want to get credit, secured credit cards, good or bad? Well, if you, it's, it's a different situation. If you have, if you're added on as an authorized user with somebody's credit card, and that, that account is good and it's been on your report for about a year, I would suggest people to go out and apply for a regular unsecured credit card just to see what happens. Because, you know, you they, you got to start somewhere. And I'd rather see somebody get an unsecured credit card with a three to $500 limit than have to go get a secured card and tie your money up in a bank for a year or two to get a secured credit card. What's an so, example of an unsecured credit card? An unsecured credit card is you apply for Capital One, Discover, Credit One. Visa, MasterCard. Like that. The Visa, MasterCard. Stay away from American Expresses when you're that young because they will not give you a credit card when you're that young. Because American Express wants to see you have a good credit history before they're going to take a chance on you. So try and apply for one or two regular of those unsecured Visa, MasterCard. See what happens. If you get denied... They'll then stop applying because you don't want to start uh, piling up inquiries on your credit report. So then you're going to have to go to the secured credit card route and start to get your credit that way to show up on your report to build your scores before you can start applying for the other type of credit card again. All right, let's talk to the 20-year-old millennial um, or the, or to the people and to the people who don't believe credit cards are an effective way of managing their cash flow and they want to go with a debit card. Explain a debit card and explain how a debit card is reported or not reported and how it impacts your credit scores. Debit card is not reported to the credit bureaus. It has absolutely no effect on your credit score. A debit card draws funds from either your savings or your checking account immediately at the point of sale. You're not technically using any type of credit. Those type of accounts are not reported to the credit bureaus. Another thing you want to realize is those, when you go into a a big box department store, you're going to see those racks filled with credit cards, gift cards, pre-approved credit cards is what they call them, okay? Where you just, you go to the cashier, you say, I'd like $100 on this this Visa card. They'll put $100 on it, and you're going to give it to somebody as a gift. Again, that is not credit. It does not get reported to the credit bureaus. It basically works just like a debit card. And it's a crazy world we live in nowadays, David. You know, you you have to have credit to get credit, and you have to have credit to have a good credit score. But just because you've got credit doesn't mean you have to use it if you don't want to use it. You just have to use it the right way to keep the accounts active and to keep a good credit score. Because how many times over the years have we talked to people Oh, I don't believe in credit. I don't believe in credit cards. If I can't pay cash for it, I'm not going to get it. You know, Gary, well, I, I, I've had people call into the radio show yelling at me. Yeah. 
yelling at me. Credit is bad. Damnation. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, you, you know, you, 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 you want to live with cash? You know, live with cash. Uh, you know, tr- try renting a car for cash. Not going to happen. Try going on an airplane. Try, try going on an airplane and walk into the airport with, with, with $500 or $1,000 in cash and watch all the bomb-sniffing dogs in, in, this, in this day and age start surrounding you. Why, sir, don't you have a credit card? Okay, they want to have something to tie to you. Okay, you don't need a credit card. It's perfectly fine. But if you want to have credit, folks, you need to have credit in order to get credit because you need to show the creditors that are going to be extending you credit that you have the ability and the wherewithal and the responsibility to pay back the credit that you've already taken out. So there's no way to notice that unless you take out a credit card. A debit card is worthless. You know, if, if you have $500 in, 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 your, in your bank and, and you're out shopping and you're out messing around with the guys and the gals and you're out having fun and you get the $501 and you slide your, your, your debit card through, it's going to get declined. Yep. Okay, because there's no money there. The same thing, we, we, you know, with the credit card with the $500 limit. If you charge more than $500, it's going to get declined because you don't have any more room. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. You know, what I tell people is you have to remember that everything is based on credit scores nowadays. Okay? It's not like it used to be when we first met where there were no credit scores. You know, and the credit score does not really tell you if you have good or bad credit. What it does tell you is how you handle your credit, how you manage your credit, and how you repay your credit. So if you go apply for something and there's no credit on your credit report that you're handling and managing and paying on time, you're not going to have a credit score. I don't care if you make a million dollars a week or you got $20 million in the bank or $20 million in equity here. If you don't have anything on your credit report, you are not going to have a credit score, and that company will not extend you any credit. What's a good way for people to... Uh who already have credit, to, to strengthen the credit they already have? The fastest way to, to raise a credit score is to pay down credit cards. Okay, People do not realize how big an impact it has on your credit score. If you have a credit card that has either a $100 limit or a $10,000 limit, and you've got it maxed out, you're losing 15 to 20 points on each account, even if you're paying the account on time. 15 to 20 points. And I've seen, so I've seen people that have great credit. They've never been late, but they got three or four credit cards that are maxed out, and they can't understand why their scores are, are under 700, okay? It's, people do not realize how many points that takes off your score. And like I say, it doesn't matter what the limit is. It's the percentage of the debt that you're using that you have available to use. So you never want to close a credit card because the more credit you have available to use, and the less of it that you're using, the better it is for your credit score. That's what it wants to see. Another trick is inquiries. Keep inquiries to a minimum. Everybody knows inquiries can hurt your credit score. Nobody knows not to close a credit card. Everybody knows inquiries can hurt your credit score. However, what people don't realize is inquiries only affect your score for 90 days. So if you're out shopping for something and you get 10 inquiries on your credit report today, that's going, to have, that's going to ding your score maybe one or two points in inquiry. But once those inquiries go from 89 to 91 days old, you get those points back. It's very simple. It's a, it's, a, it's a temporary hit. Time is your best friend to recover points off of inquiries. Paying down credit cards is the fastest way to recover points on your credit score. Aside from that, you, know, you always want to make sure that you make your payments on time because one missed payment 
can drop your score 80 to 100 points overnight. All right, let's, in closing here, I just want to go over real quick the number of credit cards that you think people should have or the number of lines of credit or, or credit credit um, credit uh, transactions that they should have open on their credit report, including car loans, student loans, and, and why the mix is important before we uh, um, end this uh, segment of the podcast. Well, the scoring program, the way, that, the way that computer program is written, it wants to see a good variety of credit on people's credit reports. So maybe one or two mortgages, maybe a couple car loans, or one or two installment loans, um, five or six credit cards maybe. And then, you know, it all depends as to how many student loans you have on. But, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter how much credit is on your credit report, because the more credit you have and you're handling and managing good, better it is for your credit score but on the other hand the more credit that you have well it's easier to mess up one of those accounts and one mess up can can affect your score 80 to 100 points it's like making it's everybody's different it's like baking a cake right you need different ingredients you need the sugar the flour the vanilla the eggs and all that stuff and that's what goes into making a good credit score you need different types of credit installment loans student loans mortgages um installment loans meaning car loans it could be uh you buy a new carpet uh you're it's on a payment plan uh you you go to apt and buy a new tv on a 12-month payment plan um you know those are called installment loans and then credit cards right uh apple gap uh victoria's secret uh gas credit cards gas credit cards visa mastercard american express so it it it's making a cake and it and and it's the blend of the credit and how you manage the different credit that's important. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, that's it exactly. You hit it not you hit it right on the head there. Okay, and if people want to reach you, we're going to end this segment right now, Gary, because we want to record another one and we're right at the fifteen minute mark. And I like to keep them fifteen minutes because that's you know uh, just you know people in and out here. So uh, if people want to reach you, uh, and I can't stress this enough, folks. Gary Novell is the uh, the best credit enhancement expert that I have worked with, and I've been since I've been in the in the mortgage industry when I got into it in August of two thousand. He's outstanding, and can't can't recommend Gary uh, any more highly than I already do. So, Gary, if people want to reach you, how do they reach you? You could call me anytime at six three zero six two four nine five five seven, or you can check my website out. It's credit with a K, credit guru. Dot com. Or you could uh, contact me at WGNDavid.com or call me at 312-751-1333, and I'll be sure to get you over to Gary and get you Gary's information. He's the best in the business and does amazing things for our referrals. So thanks for listening, everybody. Share this with all of those folks that you know that are credit challenged or are looking to enhance their credit because this information is very, 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 very valuable, and it works from Bangor, Maine, to uh, San Diego, California, uh, from Seattle, Washington, Alaska, down to uh, the um, the Keys in Florida. Uh, the, uh, this information is transferable. This information is portable and can, can basically be implemented by anybody that uh, wants to enhance and strengthen their credit. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back with another podcast soon. You've been listening to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg.